0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Christian Show. I have Dr. Nakisha Hammond on the show. Dr. Hammond is a licensed psychologist and is the author of ADHD: Explain What Every Parent Needs to Know. Today, we are discussing what ADHD is and how it affects children and adolescents. Welcome, Dr. Hammond.
1: Hi. Thank you for having me. We're glad to have you on.
0: Um, so. Dr. Hammond, can you explain to my audience what ADHD is and how it affects children in school?
1: Yeah, because there's that's a great question because there's a lot of different ideas about what it is. And essentially, it is what a lot of people think of is someone having trouble with attention and concentration, and for some people, hyperactivity and impulsivity. But the real thing, the real thing to remember is that that, those are also symptoms of a lot of other different conditions like depression, anxiety, and so much more. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really, really important for people to get evaluated to really understand if it truly is ADHD or not. Mm
0: -hmm. And what are the key components for successfully managing the challenges of ADHD for a child?
1: Yeah. So there's a lot of different components of Managing the symptoms associated with ADHD, really looking at a couple of different areas. So one, usually a lot of the kids that I've seen are having trouble in school, but the good news is there's a lot of ways that schools can intervene to put modifications into place so that kids can be more successful in school. So that might mean extra time on tests. It might mean taking extra breaks or going somewhere else where there's less distractions. There's literally a probably a list of like a hundred things that schools can do. So that's really important. And then on top of that, in the home setting, there's a lot Mm -hmm. of things that parents can do as well. Um, So again, in school is one piece, and then at home as well to make sure that environment is an ADHD-friendly environment for that child.
0: Mm -hmm. So there are various treatments um, for treating ADHD, But can a child be treated effectively without being prescribed medication?
1: Yes. I have seen numerous children uh, that have utilized a variety of things, really, um, including individual therapy. It It might be family therapy. So parents can understand how to work with a child with ADHD. It could be a social skills group or a combination of those things and other things. Um, Again, what the schools can do. So there's a lot of other ways besides medication. I am not at all opposed to medication. However, with many, many children, it's not necessary to have that as a starting point. Mm -hmm. Um, And also because there's so many other things that can be helpful, behavior management, how to manage ADHD for the child themselves Um, it's medication is not a hundred percent the the need in in every case with with ADHD
0: Mm -hmm. and do do symptoms of ADHD begin to fade away with age
1: sometimes sometimes so the research is showing right now there's a couple of different groups of kids so some kids uh, will have well it's not that there's necessarily a cure per se, but what will happen is some kids moving into their teen years will start to see less of the symptoms, which may mean really that they've learned how to manage those symptoms, which is why it's so cool and so important. I tell everyone the intervention early, the treatment early, as early Mm -hmm. as you can. Uh, um, And then for some children, they don't really even notice the symptoms necessarily into their adult years. Or the opposite where for some kids I've seen it's, you know, their child years, adolescent and adult, they're seeing the ADHD symptoms. So it really can go either way.
0: Mm -hmm. And what are the common problems that you see that parents face um, with children with ADHD? Yeah. And what is your advice to those parents?
1: Yeah, that's, that's a good question too. You know, one of the things that It's really hard. So right now at this point in my career, um, I'm doing a lot of assessment. So a lot of psychological evaluations to see is this child um, experiencing true ADHD or is it depression, anxiety, a learning disability or something else? And one of the things that parents are really struggling with is how do I adjust my expectations? So I see a lot of parents that will have two or three children and they will see another child that does not have ADHD and expect their child with ADHD to do the same things or to respond in the same ways, um, which is really hard. And I know parents mean well, but you really have to treat your children differently. You have to adjust your expectations. For example, to also answer your question, if, if you gave a child, many children with ADHD a three step instruction and you said, go and wash your face, brush your teeth, put your pencils in your backpack. Those three things. Your other child may be able to do that, but some children with ADHD, they've already forgotten by the time they've done the first thing, the other two things they've said. And now they've gotten in trouble because they didn't do all the three things they were told to do. Um, So I see that happening a lot with kids. And I always tell parents, you have to adjust your expectations. That doesn't mean that you know, you have low expectations for them, but just adjust your expectations. Do not expect this child to sit in a chair, let's say an eight-year-old child that has severe ADHD with difficulty sitting still. Don't expect them to do their homework for 25 minutes straight without taking a break. That might be unrealistic for them. So the biggest part of it is really adjusting Mm -hmm. your expectations. So important.
0: Yes, and
1: does... Does ADHD affect relationship building? Yes, it does. It really does. I've seen so especially with my little my little ones, I say, um, my elementary school kids, um, for some kids that are struggling in the area of hyperactivity, or being impulsive, when it comes to establishing friendships. And when you're in elementary school, let's say, and you're playing a game and all those sort of things, there's there's rules, there's social rules, right? You're supposed to share, you're supposed to take turns when you play a game, those sorts of things. Well, when you're really hyperactive and impulsive and you wanna go first and you're not waiting letting the other person wait and you have to decide everything, just uh-huh. that piece is really frustrating for other kids that may not understand the ADHD. So I've absolutely seen a lot of, a lot of especially younger kids struggle with making friends struggle with keeping friends blurting out things that they shouldn't have said you know those sorts of things so it absolutely can impact relationships and then getting into the teen years it also impacts it because now you have to have a partner that understands some of the limitations of adhd and that's willing to understand and work with you through again adjusting the expectations in a relationship
0: Mm mm-hmm And what and what have you successfully done as a psychologist to help um, some of the parents of children with ADHD?
1: Yeah. So um, right now, well, I spent a couple years ago, I was um, president of the Florida Psychological Association. And currently for that association, I'm the um, public education chair. And so really, especially when it comes to mental health, something I'm really, really an advocate for is public education which comes in different forms. And thank you, by the way, for your invitation to being on this podcast, because really to me, sharing the information, (laughs) sharing the information for parents. I have so many parents, I mean, week after week after week that say, "I, I just wish I knew before, or I've had parents that it's so sad, but I've had parents that have like 17 year old kids or teenagers that say, man, I wish I knew this when this child was seven. So for me, what I'm trying to do is really to share this information with as many people as possible. I've written books Um, you know, I'm I'm constantly in the media doing some type of public education outreach uh, to really provide the education. Cause we say knowledge is power, which it is. Um, And, and Mm -hmm. there's so much that is preventable for kids. There's a lot of kids I've seen that unnecessarily have repeated grades. They've gotten suspended. For older kids, they've gotten into drugs. I mean, the list goes on and on. All of those things could have been prevented if their family understood ADHD and other mental health conditions and a, what to do about it early. There's a lot of things that could have been prevented. So that's my mission really in life is just to provide the education to families so they can have better outcomes for their kids and for their families.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and And in schools, um what should be what should teachers be doing to help students that have ADHD what what should they be doing to help some of the children that have challenges in class and are often disruptive and have a problem doing their work
1: yeah I I wish (laughs) I wish that all teachers I know uh, I mean I've worked with many teachers some are amazing and some not so much but that's any field of course but I wish that Mm -hmm. teachers could really work on having more compassion. I I know I used to substitute teach when I was in graduate school for elementary school. I I understand that it can be overwhelming with multiple, I don't know, 30 kids or whatever in a class. But I wish that more teachers would go above and beyond for kids with ADHD when they have um, an IEP, like an individual education plan or a 504 plan or whatever documentation that says, hey, here are the accommodations that they need. They need their extra time, they need the break or whatever they need. And, and make sure that those things are getting done. Because one of my frustrations as a psychologist working with parents is parents will say, it's not being fulfilled at school and the schools are not necessarily mm-hmm. doing what I need you know, for my child. So I, I'm wishing that again, more teachers, and again, some teachers are, Phenomenal, like going above and beyond. I wish more teachers would get into that mindset, though, of the going above and beyond and, and fulfilling, again, the IEPs, the 504 plans, all of that good stuff to to make sure this child is learning and thriving. And again, I understand that it's difficult sometimes. But again, remembering the why of why, you know, teachers have gotten into this profession and how they can help kids, I think is going to be really important going forward.
0: Hmm. Um, So what, so, um, and what is your advice to parents who just feel like there's nothing they can do um, because of their child's behavior? Because some children with ADHD have behavior problems in Mm -hmm. schools. Um, So what is your advice to those parents um, who feel like there is nothing left to do? Yeah.
1: And that's, and that's really hard. I, I always say there's, there's about 12 things, you know, that uh, to be tried. And I know that it's, it's a, it, it, sometimes it is a long road to your point. It's a long road. It's a long journey, especially when there's behavior problems. But I would say to definitely try every single angle of this for some kids, they need to be in therapy for some kids. They just it won't work for them, which is fine, but they might need a mentor. Then, for some kids, they need to be in some type of social group in their community. Um, for some kids, they need to be more involved. So, there are so many different avenues to try. Um, I want to really remind parents also that I, I and again, I, I know I'm saying things that for some parents, frustrated, it's like, yeah, 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 but. But don't give up and just know how important it is to, to, you know, keep moving forward and keep trying different things. Again, there's so many mental health resources. There's a lot to try at home. There's therapy, there's mentorship, there's things that the schools need to be doing as well. There's so many different programs, the good news, and there's so many different webinars now. Um, and online information, especially in the coronavirus days, everything's online. So there's a lot of different resources available, um, for, for families. So I would definitely say to keep going on the journey, because again, there's so much that is preventable, um, when you take the right steps, but know that yes, there are frustrating times for sure. mm mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank
0: you so much, Dr. Um, Hammond, for joining this podcast. Um, It was great to have you. Thank you
1: you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: I appreciate you as well.
1: Thanks, guys, for for
0: listening to The Christian Show. Thanks, Dr. Hammond. Thank you, guys, for listening to The Christian Show. We hope you enjoyed this episode with me and Dr. Hammond discussing ADHD and its effects on children and adolescents. This episode can be streamed and listened to on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, our website, which is ChristianSHall.com. Thank you.